Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. You uh, want to talk about work or life? How about both? Sure, we could. We could balance them out. I see. Same intro reversed for balance. <laughs> uh huh. Cue music. And welcome to another Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And tonight's topic came to us from Nick Clark, who asked about game life balance. They recommended one host talking about adjusting games to accommodate life and one on life adjustments to accommodate games. Mm hmm. So last week. We uh, talked about how to adapt your games to fit the different parts of your life. And tonight, we're going to do the second half of that episode of Nick's um, request, and we're going to talk about how to adapt your life to make room for gaming. So to do that, we're going to first recap the four stages that we kind of created to talk about life, um, and then we're going to get into the main topic. So Phil, can you give us that quick recap on the stages we used last week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, just as a warning, these are very broad buckets. They by no means encompass the entirety of people's life experiences, but we needed some arbitrary buckets and a couple things to keep in mind. Um, some people are going to be further in some areas of their lives than others. Like they might be further in relationship than they are career, or they might be really far in career, but not in relationship, etc. cetera. Yep. Um, Choose your own adventure. Exa exactly. Um, <laughs> but we needed something to kind of talk about the different stages of life. So um, we're going to use these very broad buckets. And since you uh, survived last week's episode, you will also then survive this week's episode with these generalities. And those generalities start with school. So when when you're in kind of the school bin, we're talking about career being uh, your actual school or university time. You might have a part-time job or an internship. Your relationship, you're probably just dating. You probably have lots of free time, but not very consistently, maybe working hourly. Free cash, some depends. You don't have a ton of bills yet. And you still have probably a lot of energy. Limitless, right? Like Yeah, up all night. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. The next the next phase is starting out. So in your career, this is you this is you working various jobs, perhaps making your first step onto your career ladder. In terms of your relationships, um, your relationships are now starting to get more serious. Um, so maybe this is a long-term dating relationship, or maybe you're cohabitating, or perhaps you are even engaged or uh, newlyweds. In terms of in terms of free time, you you still actually have a pretty decent amount of free time, but your relationship is now taking a slice of that time as well, right? So your new job slash beginning of your career plus a relationship, and you know you're starting to you're starting to see how you're having to divide up your times. Uh, as for free cash, you have some, uh, but usually at this point you have also taken on other financial obligations like an apartment. Or a mortgage, more likely an apartment. A car. Uh, a car payment, or <laughs> yeah. just even a car with all the associated crap that comes with it. And as for energy, you're actually still pretty good. Not like you were in school, but it's not terrible. 
Yeah. So then the next phase is climbing. And for your career in climbing, um, you're probably one to two steps into your actual career, like things are starting to solidify about the direction you should move. Your relationship, you might be married, you might be divorced, there might be kids. Your free time, so little, because work, kids, etc., long-term relationships, all of those things. Free cash, not so much, because house, kids, etc., <laughs> right? There's a and- theme. There's a theme here, and your energy is probably a lot lower, not only because you are potentially getting older than you were, but also you're spending it on so many other things. Like kids. Like kids. And working on a house. And houses and relationships. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. There's a lot. And then our fourth bucket is established. Um, So at this point in your career, you are later in your career. You're maybe three or four uh, hops into your career. You're probably settled into some sort of senior position or management role. In terms of your relationship, you have either been married for a while. Maybe you've been married and got divorced. If you have kids, uh, your kids are now older. So they're moving into that middle school, high school, and college range where they start requiring less and less constant attention. Your free time is actually not too bad. Uh, with the kids not requiring as, as much free time, you, you are kind of recouping some time. Uh, free cash is a lot more than you probably have ever had. You're far enough into your career where you're a little more established, you have a little more financial control over your life, and uh, enough experience to know... Um, Good ideas from bad ones, so your free cash is doing better. Um, Your energy is probably not great while you no longer have to get up in the, you know, wee hours of the morning with a kid. You are also not as young as you used to be. So there's kind of a, a give and take on that one, kind of net zero on that one. So more, probably a little more energy than during climbing, but not like the old days. No, no more all-nighters. No, no. No red-eye flights, for no. God's sake. No, no, no. Um, <sighs> okay, so with that refresher, let's talk about how to get gaming to work in each parts of, the, uh, of your life. So when we talk about making room in our lives for games, we need to focus on two things. Right, which you have to figure out a game night, or even if it's not a night, right? When are you going to play? And you have to find balance to make space for that, right? Yeah. And that's, we're going to first talk about these two things in general. Then we're going to talk about how each one of these applies to the different phases that we just talked about um, in just a few minutes, just a few minutes Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So game night. I say game night, but let's be very clear. Yeah. I say game night because almost all my games are played in the evenings, but this could be game day, this could be weekend, whatever it is. Just we're going to call it game night so we don't sit here and talk about it for an hour. Yeah. Okay. Getting a game night together is a constant challenge no matter where you are in your life. Yes. Um, (laughs) Getting a group of people together is always a challenge. It takes a bit of effort. It requires some degree of scheduling and emails and negotiations and all of that stuff. Doodle polls and <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> doodle polls and Google and Google spreadsheets and all that stuff. Yes. Yep. Um, 
the best advice is the sooner you can get a set night in your schedule, the easier this becomes. Um, mm-hmm. And um, there's really two parts to this. Like, you to really make a game night work, there's two things you have to do. Right. The first one is that you have to find the time where everyone's schedules actually align. And that, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of work, right? But in many cases, it can be done. It took me about a year and a half to achieve the perfect game night. And um, now that I have achieved it, I'm sure as hell not letting it go. But, um, you know, I, I worked with some less than optimal game nights for quite a while first. Uh, yeah. And, and sometimes that's what you have to do, right? So sometimes you have to like, you, you take the night that you can get, it's not yeah. perfect and you deal with the imperfections and then some, maybe somebody leaves a group or maybe somebody joins a group and it creates like a disruption. And you're like, Oh, we have to renegotiate. Like, and you, you, you're <laughs> able to find even a better time. Yeah. Please. Can it be Thursdays? <laughs> right. Specifically. And we'll talk about this when we get into stages of life, but yes, yeah. how, how these fit. All right. So that's the first part. The first part is getting the time down because if you can find a single night, Yes. Like if you can find that a day of the week works, it becomes a lot easier because you don't have to keep rescheduling it. But like, yes, if you were all subjected to shift work and like every two weeks you had to go through the negotiation process to find that time in the week where it works, that yep. is very that is time expending. It's yep. not impossible. It just it requires a lot of effort. Right. OK, so so the first part, first piece of advice is get that get that single night. But that's not going to count for anything unless you do the second part. And what's the second part? The second part is that you all have to defend that time. So when things actually encroach on that date or that day, you really have to do your very best to resist those incursions into your life, right? And we're going to see in different parts of your life that'll be harder or easier than others, right? But it means things like, I don't schedule stuff on every other Thursday night. Like if somebody's like, ah, da, 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 this is the only night I'm free. I'm like, e- I'm not free that night. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I'm the, <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same way about my game nights, right? Like I like I don't really let anything bump um, right. into my game nights. The only thing that bumps them is like me being out of town. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I that can't is like- avoid me being out of town on my game night then. Yeah, if I'm physically yeah. not there, it's about yes. the only excuse I give myself. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, so the next part of this is balance. Um, in every phase of life, we're going to talk about how to balance gaming with the rest of your time. And so what we mean by that is that your gaming does not cause you to skip on other obligations. Right, and that your other obligations don't cause you to miss gaming, right? Because yeah. yeah, also important. Yeah, it's a two weights. It's called balance for balance. a reason, right? Yeah. yeah, balance. Not balance like in the force. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like that's real not, actual balance. Right. Like that's not balance, right? Okay. <laughs> like real balance. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm with you. Just saying. I maybe haven't thought about it before, but I'm with 2, you. Two thousand years of Jedi wisdom, and they, you know, tripped right over that obvious glaring <laughs> mistake. Okay. Anyway, moving on. When it comes to balance, you're not going to really know how to balance your gaming time until you understand what your gaming time is. So the first part of this is you need to know how much time do you game when when you play a gaming session and be realistic from 
from the not how much time you actually spent at the table, yes. but from the time everyone walked in yep. to the time everybody walks out. Yes. <laughs> and if you're driving or have to go across town, the time it takes you to get home. Yep. Uh, if it's not at your place, that kind of thing. Look at that total amount of time. And if you're the GM, add on to that amount of time how much time it's taking you to prep the game. Yeah. So if you're playing a PBTA game and your prep is like one hour a couple days before the session, like you just add that little bit of time onto it. But if you're running like a really elaborate, I don't know, Pathfinder game or something where you're statting out your own dungeon and it's taking you four hours, then your game takes you however long it takes to run it plus four hours. Yep. Okay. That's really important to understand because you now need to know how to fit those blocks of time in with your other obligations. So yeah. could be like a family dinner night. Could be that your kids have swim lessons. Whatever it is, you got to kind of figure out where these pieces fit. Okay. And then, like, when you run into conflicts, you're going to need to figure out the give and takes of these. Right. Because the thing that you tend to run into... And this is just a fact of life, especially when you're involved with other humans that care about you and that you care about them, but they're not gamers. Many of those people will consider gaming to be a lesser priority, right? Which means they want you to decrease your gaming over your other obligations. Right. Now, to some extent, that is okay. Yes. But. Yes. If gaming is your main recreational outlet. If it is the way that you get spoons, if you have no other recreation, like serious recreation going on in your life, then it's not actually a thing you should keep cutting into. Right. Because if you give it all up, then at some point you may not have any left. Um, and then you discover that you don't have a way to recoup those spoons anymore. And I've been in that situation and I wouldn't recommend it. So to a certain extent, maintaining enough um, gaming that you remain a happy and healthy human being is not a selfish act. Just do it. Now, I will say that there are in, in the world of compromise, I'm going to go a little off, uh, off, off the notes here. Uh, in, the world of com in the world of compromise, <clears throat> you do have a couple tools. So you have the length of your game session. Yep. So if your game session is, hey, every Saturday I game eight hours on a Saturday. Uh, right. <laughs> Maybe okay? you could adjust that. Like as you move from school into getting started into climbing, you might need to cut that eight hour day back to a four hour session. Yeah. Right. And that's or reasonable, even a, you know. Right. And or you even still get your a fix. little more. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Um. The other part, then, is your prep. Now, yeah. uh, we talked about this in the other show, but if it's taking you four hours during the week to prep your weekly game, yeah, your four-hour weekly game, then you might be running a game that is non-conducive to your lifestyle. So yeah. one of the big things for me that got me from playing a lot of traditional games to playing a lot of indie games, especially PBTA games, was the fact that PBTA games in general are not heavily prepped. Yeah. And that helped me greatly because as my free time during the week diminished, um, my prep got smaller. Yes. And, and so I was able to still play my four-hour game with far less upfront prep uh, because the game did the rest of the work for me. Yeah. Um, 
But if you're playing a game that isn't doing that work for you, then, you know, that's a problem when you have to start shrinking things. And, and, and there are a lot of people who run into exactly this problem as they're moving from one life phase to another. Right. And that that's another place when we talk about compromising, that's another place that you can compromise is your prep time if you are comfortable essentially adjusting what type of game you're playing to match the kind of time that you have to spend on gaming, yep. right? And, yeah. and again, I will reference uh, Never Unprepared as well as Unframed, both uh, engine uh, publishing uh, books. Uh, both of those books, Never Unprepared, talks about, it, you know, obviously it talks about prep. Uh, I say obviously. <laughs> It's obvious to me. <laughs> it's I obvious it. to you. You wrote um, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it talks about prep and it also talks about how to shrink your prep over time. Uh, and Unframed is a collection of essays on improv gaming. Um, so if you're looking to um, shrink your prep and improve and increase your improv chops, like that's also a good place to look. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. So game group balance. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to now take those two things and apply them to those four periods of life. Yeah. So we'll just start off with school because it's the beginning, right? So we're talking about school, your gaming group. The real challenge in this phase is that the schedules are probably tricky. Um, you have a lot of time available, but you're often working hourly. And that means that your schedule is unpredictable and changes week over week, right? Um, so you have to take extra effort to really defend a game night if you have something on the books. I lucked out in that none of us worked weekends at all, and we went to Anime Club on Friday as a group, and then we came back and we just played until the GM couldn't keep his eyes open anymore. So, see, and so this is a perfect, um, this is a perfect idea, right? You found this one time, and, and so a lot of times this works really well when you can find an activity that, say, many of you or all of you are doing. Yeah, we're And tack your gaming right onto the end of it. Onto the butt, yep. Yep. So, in which case, like, you had a fixed thing in your schedule, which was anime night, and then you were just like, well, we're all together. Right. Like, let's go play. Yep. Um, and because it's school and your energy levels are super high, yeah. let's go play into the night. Right. Because we don't care that Anime Club ended at 10. It's now 11 and we're going to start the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so when I was in high school, um, my gaming group met on Friday afternoons after school and gamed um, from about three in the afternoon Till about midnight. So we had about a nine hour. Oof. Um, yeah, that's a good And it run. wasn't all, it wasn't completely gaming. It was like stopping to eat dinner and, you know, but it was mostly gaming. Um, but what we all wound up doing was we all had part time jobs. A number of us worked at the same place and we all told our employers we do not work on Fridays. Yeah. And inevitably, every at the end of every school year, as it went from school into summer, they would schedule us to work Fridays and we'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> do not work on Friday. So for three years through high school, uh, I never worked on a Friday because Friday was my game day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was adamant about it, but it, it's that defend, right? It, it, like it, it was that level of defense of your schedule. Right. Which is, um, you know, but this is also where you have to maintain balance, right? Mm -hmm. Because in this phase, your main goal for balance is not to allow your gaming to get in the way of really your studies. That's the most important thing that you're doing right there, right? Because you're working for cash and to support whatever you need through, um, you know, whatever you're doing, high school, whatever, to have spending money. 
But you can't, you still need to actually do the school part. <laughs> uh, yeah. All of my gaming freedoms were predicated on the fact that my grades remained high. Yes. Like my, yeah. my, my parents were like, you can have your Friday gaming thing as long as your, as long as your grades remain well, otherwise, you know, you're home. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a carrot stick situation if I've ever heard one. Sure was. I didn't game yet in high school. So by the time I was gaming, we all lived on the same floor of the dormitory anyway. So like, were there some Fridays I probably should have written the paper instead of gaming until four o'clock in the morning? Yes. Did I then stay up on Sunday night because I also didn't work it on it on Saturday writing a five to 10 page paper that was due on Monday? Yes. Yes, I did. Those are the kind of choices you make when you're in college. Uh-huh. They're you not the kind of choices that I would make now. No, no. no. All the <laughs> are out. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So moving into, into the next phase, into starting out. So in, in terms of your gaming group, your game night, um, in this part of your life, your work schedule should hopefully start to become more regular. If you are moving from shift work into or hourly work into a nine to five or, you know, some sort of fixed number of hours, um, your schedule starts to settle out a little yeah, and becomes a little more predictable yeah. so that you can start doing things like saying, I've got Thursday evenings free or yeah. I've got Tuesdays. Uh, for a long time, my uh, one gaming group was on Tuesdays when I was in my starting out phase of my life. I don't remember why, but it was. Um, Tuesdays was just the day that worked. Um, so, which is great. Also, this is the part of your life where you start to enter into more serious relationships. And if your partner is not a gamer, uh, this is where you need to have the talk. It's brilliant because this is not the talk about the birds and the bees, but we say it the same way, right? The right. talk. Well, it's important because this is the point where you have to explain to your non-gamer significant other um, the importance of gaming in your life and the time it takes. Yeah. Because they're not going to be prepared. I, I, will, tell you a, I will tell you a story that um, uh, my, um, uh, what's called, when I was um, first uh, engaged, I was sitting on the couch working on some show notes one night. And my partner looked at me and said, boy, you uh, seem to work on that gaming stuff an awful lot. <laughs> and I like just closed the book, put it down on the table. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, we probably need to talk about this now. <laughs> like, you need to understand how this that's, goes. That's right? the talk. <laughs> this is the t right. And because it was because they had already seen me play like a six hour game on Saturdays. But then. Didn't understand that there was also stuff that was being done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? right? So we had to have that talk and talk about how this was going to fit. And in fact, they were part of the inspiration for Never Unprepared when they said to me, they said, you know, you won't always have this kind of time in your life to work on games like that. And I almost was like, says you, <laughs> right? But I got real quiet instead and was like, hmm. I should probably think this through, <laughs> see if they're right. Um, and that actually led me to writing Never Unprepared with the idea that like you, you should get better and you should get better and more efficient at your prep over time. Yeah. Um, 
because when your life changes, you will need to be. So anyway, the talk is a very important part of this. It's a very important part if you have a non-gamer partner. If you have a gamer partner, this is like a little less of an issue. It's not it's not nearly um, as big of a topic, but if you're a non-gamer partner, um, this, the talk is a really important thing. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is when we talk about balance in this part of your life, you are balancing work time. Yeah. You are now also balancing a relationship. There is relationship time. Now, if your partner isn't a gamer, you have to then go do a whole bunch of other things that are not (laughs) gaming with with your partner, right? Like you go apple picking or, um, I don't know, you fun cutesy things. (laughs) Play miniature golf or, you know, take up wine drinking, whatever it is, it's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's if if gaming's not their thing, you need to do another thing. Now, if you're like, well, no problem. I'm only going to date gamers. You still have other relationship things you need to do. Your whole relationship can't be just gaming stuff. (laughs) Um, And even if it's even if that's fine between the two of you, when you're in a more serious relationship, family becomes a factor. Yes. And family wants to go do stuff with you. And suddenly you're going on a family trip. Yes. Or you're going over to the in-laws to eat. Like, yes. There will be time that is dedicated, that is not gaming dedicated to your relationship. So you're starting to have to balance work, gaming, relationship. Plus, if you have any other interests, they're also now part of this as well. Yes. Um, it is this part of your life where you really want to start um, getting a healthy balance in your gaming, like getting a good set game night and uh, doing the things to get your game time down to a reasonable amount of time because it gets trickier before it gets better. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and, and to that, um, if you lay a good foundation here, when you get to the next phase, climbing, yeah. it will pay off for you. It will so, be much easier. So let's yeah. talk about the climbing phase. Yes. So in the climbing phase, so for this part, when we talk about your gaming group, you have a regular work schedule, but you may also have a family schedule on top of that. And I can tell you that kids' schedules are not regular. You would think that they would be, but they're not. They're just not. Right. This is the phase in which it is probably the most challenging to have free time for a gaming group, especially if you have young children like it just is right. And kids are a lot and they will take away from every hobby you have because they just take a lot of time. Right. So this is also it's not a bad idea during this phase. If you have other people who maybe don't have children um, in your group or something, it's not a bad time to just be like, cool, I'm just going to play for a while. Right. I'm not necessarily going to jam. I'm not going to invest the prep time. Uh, Yeah, because if you're just playing now, you're talking about instead of playtime and prep time as time that you need, you're now getting it down to just playtime. Yep. Which helps in that compromise factor too, right? Um, so when we talk about balance for the climbing phase, it's really probably almost the most critical here, right? Because you are balancing so many things, keeping it in here, um, keeping gaming in here, but maintaining a balance so that everything else is good too, is like the hardest, right? Um, so, and it's a lot of that is because of family, uh, family is definitely a thing. I, another thing that's common, I was just thinking about this, um, that's common in the in the climbing phase as you're kind of solidifying your career. Sometimes people go back to school. Yeah. Like this is the time when somebody get decides to get an MBA. Right. 
or this is a time when somebody goes to get a uh, certification. Yeah. Or an advance, uh, some other kind of advanced degree, um, which um, in light of also having kids and working into your career, like, like having this other piece is another thing, right? That's going to eat into your balance. Oh, yeah. No. And I have a friend who um, was working full time standard days and going to school and he has two children's. Um, like, you know, I, and I don't know how I did it for like three years. And I was like, holy cow. And let me tell you, gaming was not a thing that had happened with any frequency for them until he graduated. (laughs) Yeah. And and I mean, that is the hard part, right? Like you may, you may not be able to commit to a full group, right? Like you may not be able, you may be a sporadic player or you may just at this, like at a certain point in your life for a little while, just do conventions, Right. Right. Like I can't keep a regular gaming group, but I'm going to hit the local cons or I'm going to go to Origins or something so I can get some gaming in there. And I think last last week when we talked about this, we also said this is a good time of your life to also listen to um, actual APs plays and yeah. streaming games and yeah. things like that just to stay connected. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to mention really quick, my Sunday night game group is the result of. Uh, my game group coming together during the climbing phase of my life. So um, I um, moved into a house, had two kids, uh-huh. and um, my gaming group went from Saturday afternoons, which is just not going to happen with kids. Nope. For a whole host of reasons, right? The the first one being that it would require me to leave both kids with my partner yep. by themselves yep. while I go play a game. That will build up some yeah. uh, negative spousal karma, yes. as that's called. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that was one reason. The other thing was gaming usually occurred at my house and two kids are loud. Yeah, they like, are. They're really loud. Yeah. So even if even if my partner wasn't going to lose their mind trying to keep track of the kids, they'd just be stomping all over the floor and yelling and screaming or whatever, making it super hard to game. So eventually what I whittled... <laughs> my game group into was Sunday evenings, six o'clock to 1030. And what that gets me is that at six o'clock, my kids are winding down. There's never an activity, right? No school activities, no, no Taekwondo, no activities occur on Sundays. Sunday evening, that little bit, they always go to bed early because it's a school night the next night. Yep. So my partner didn't actually have to invest a whole lot of time in maintaining them. And the house got quiet. Yeah. So it became a very easy time in my life to have that game space. Right. In, and, in, in tucked in there. And for me, what it's come down to is so I have joint custody, right? And originally my game night was Wednesday nights when I had my son. And so I was doing some I was doing some gymnastics, right, to make that work because it was about a forty minute drive from my house to to Camden's house. And then, you know, fortunately, my son had a blast playing with his kiddos because they are truly fantastic. And then uh, and then I would, like, put him in the car and hope that he fell asleep on the way home, right? And, like, dash out right at 9 o'clock. Right. Was and, and you had to be out at 9. Right. right? Like, like, it was, it was, it was uh, short and um but but it was it was such good gaming that it was worth it to me to to kind of push through that then when camden moved suddenly it didn't matter quite as much if it was on wednesdays and i uh, originally got it moved to thursdays but at my house 
which was good because then I didn't have to worry about rushing around with the kiddo. And then I got it moved to Thursdays on my off weeks. So now I just don't have to mess with it. And it's great. And I'm like, I will protect this night with my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but, um, but it took me, well, about a year to get there, I think. Yep. Longer. It did. Yeah. So, yeah, it is tricky. And, you know, when you have people come in and out of a group, you have to, like, it often will shake up the yeah. date and time. It doesn't have to always. A lot. Sometimes that can just be a hard point. Like, hey, if you want to come join our group, we play on Thursdays. Right. They're every other Thursday. Yeah. Every other Thursday, you know, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, we should skim right through this. Let's uh, talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. (laughs) Because if that sounded bleak, it gets better. Yeah. When you move into the established phase and, and a little bit of, um, you not having your kiddo moves you kind of like a little into the established part at at times. Half time established. Right. (laughs) Um, so in the established phase, your kids, if you have them, require less time than they did before. Uh, They're starting to become more autonomous. They also don't want to hang out with you because you're now their parents. Yep. Um, So, you know, (laughs) that's a thing. You often have much better control over your schedule, like much better control over your working hours and things like that. And so having a regular gaming group tends to be a lot easier. Um, And as we mentioned last time, um, you may find yourself, uh, depending on what else you have going on in your life, with enough time to have multiple groups, which is wild. which is also you know which is also a wild idea, and in terms of balance, you still have work, family, gaming, and all your and your other activities. It's just that the family part shrinks a bit, yeah, because there used to be so much time involved in you know making sure your toddlers didn't eat poison. That, <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, yes. literally, like what's in your mouth? What, what, why, why would you put that in your mouth? Ma- right. Yep. Like, that part um, is over. <laughs> that part's over. Right. Like now, like you see them as they pass you in the kitchen, like looking on their phone going, what's up, dude. Right. Like, right. Um, so um, you're still got family obligations. I mean, I, I of course still have things that like, you know, kids um, Taekwondo tournaments and things like that, that crop up. Uh, but the, day-to-day survival of my kids is now mostly in my kids' hands, right? Like, my kids dress themselves and make their own breakfasts in the morning and, like, like all of those things. Okay. Yeah. So, at this point for balance, it is worth going back and looking because if you have established some of your traditions, especially if they have come through the climbing part of your life, now's the time to look and say, like, hey... Maybe I can actually devote a little more time to gaming. Maybe I'm going to have my normal uh, RPG night and maybe I'm going to have a board game night. Right. On an off week or something or once or I'm going to have another game once a month. Right. Kind or of thing. Sunday morning story games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a Sunday morning story game, a, a, a routine Sunday game and an every other Thursday game. Yeah. Like... There was a time like like 10 years ago where I was just happy I had a Sunday game, right? I'm like pretty I'm pretty pleased that I have a Thursday game with one-off recordings for She's a Super Geek. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so that is our take on how to manage your life and make room for gaming. Um so we kind of hope it helps no matter where you are in your own life's journey. And as we reach the end of this journey, Senda's going to tell us another show. 
that's on the Misdirected Mark Network. Well, on the Misdirected Mark podcast, Chris, Phil, Bob, and Camden go live every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern to break down and get inside games, game mastering, playing games, and game design in an effort to entertain and inform you. I guess those guys are pretty okay. They're not too shabby. <laughs> Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. Yes, I get those notifications, despite the lies that Phil fed you last week. Uh, you can also drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And we really, really, really are getting very close to having forums of our own. And yeah, that's awesome. Right? So take that uh, take that social media information and send us some topics. We love to do shows about the things that interest you. It's pretty much our bread and butter. I don't really come up with a lot of topics on my own, so <laughs> I kind of need you to keep sending them if you want the show to keep going. So just, you know, use the social media stuff and send us some ideas. I write them all down, or we write them all down, and then uh, I... Pick whatever catches my fancy. I'd like to tell you there's some rhyme or reason or some amount of time that one of your ideas will make it to the list, but there isn't. I literally go through the list every week, and it's just the thing that catches my eye. And I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this. And then that's how we do the show. True facts. So, <laughs> true facts. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can support our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get the bonus outtakes from this show, the after show from the Misdirected Mark, uh, access to our Slack room for life, and uh, the occasional other goodie that pops out of Encoded Designs, Gnome Stew, one of those things. We also like to give shout outs to our patrons, and this week we have three such patrons. Brian Kurtz, the Royal Doctor of Physic. Thanks so much, Brian. Joseph Peralta. Thank you so much, Joseph. And Chris Foster. Hey, Chris. I like your game. I have notes for it. I should send them to you. Good stuff. <laughs> I wrote them down. <laughs> Say, Senda, if you're already supporting the Patreon campaign or unable to support the Patreon campaign, which is perfectly fine, what is a thing you can do that makes us oh so very happy? Like, I don't know, pandas with way too much bamboo? Well, you can write us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help new people who are looking for RPGs find the show, which is great because we didn't exactly name our show for SEO purposes, did we? Oh, well, but we like pandas because they're adorable. So clearly you should write nice things about pandas. I don't know where this rambling request is going, but we really, really appreciate all the reviews that we've gotten. They make us super duper happy. So thank you so much for everybody who already left us a review. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> thank you so very much. Uh, say, Senda, show me how you are going to be reaching balance now that your day job has gotten so busy. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. I'm not in the basement. <laughs> I'm not freezing to death while doing the show. I know. Everybody should know how much you love them. How much I love who? The rest of them? 
I love all, all of the that. Audience, oh, for going downstairs to record in the basement? freezing your butt off to record the show. Right? It's cold yeah. down there. You're Baby, demonstrating it's how cold much you can. down, down there. there. Yeah. I really can't stay. But we've got to record. <laughs> um, the show won't go away. <laughs> You've really been swell, but can't you see? But can't you see it's time to record? <laughs> I've got to say meow, 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 sir. <laughs> the show notes are ready to go. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> Alrighty. <sighs> I just took a sip of water. Okay. I want you to know that I have a can. But it is not fizzy. Well, that's a start. Do 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 do. Hey, on Phil's bag corner. Uh, yeah. Let's, let, let's talk about packing cubes. Let's talk about packing cubes, and then can we just have a send a version of Phil excitement oh, about yeah. the fact that my bags aren't here yet, but they're gonna be here tomorrow. I know that's exciting stuff. Um, it's really so real exciting. Quick, I took that trip down and used um, compression packing cubes. Not that I really needed to. I took a weekend trip to my parents' house. I really could have shoved those clothes in almost anything, but I really just, like, I got them because I'm taking a trip to Boston in the near future. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to check them out, and they are pretty dope. Like, I I was pretty impressed how, how well the compression packing cubes worked. I think I showed you some um, pictures, you right? You did. You did. Yeah. And they like they actually smoosh down quite a bit and then they make your suitcase like all organized and stuff. Yeah, it was really weird. Like I opened up my bag and I'm like, oh, there's no big jumble of clothes. There's just like <laughs> five or six of these cubes sitting in there now, like all kind of like arranged. And I was like, oh, that's pleasant, right? Like Yeah, and then you know exactly what's in which one. Bloop. This is a weird and a weird brain moment that made a connection there. Yeah, so my bags are supposed to come tomorrow, and it is a Peak Design field pouch and slide light camera strap. So together, it is either now the most, hopefully the most portable, smooshable purse ever that is size adjustable, um, and a slash or um, light camera bag slash also best camera strap it's yeah, yeah it's cool because it's cool because that <laughs> strap um hooks on to that pouch but it also hooks on to your camera oh yeah um which is really slick and then um the camera's the not in here the, i was gonna grab it yeah, yeah. The, the pouch itself is um the pouch itself there isn't much to it so you should be able to for purposes for your backpack is just take the strap off fold it up yeah. put it in the pouch yeah Close all that up and just down. Sl- and just slide it into your bag. Yeah. Now you've got a kind of a breakout purse. Yeah, which I've been I had been kind of using my other purses like that, but purses in general are not necessarily intended to be super smooshable nope. or like to expand and reduce in size. Like that's not actually a common purse function. You would kind of think that it might be, but it's not. But you, so you were doing the thing that was making me like super uncomfortable. Like you were walking around downtown Denver with like your wallet with in your my hand. wallet and my phone clutched in my hand. Yes, yeah, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, it was. It's not great. No, I like <laughs> I, much. I'm better. not the biggest fan. Bloop. It's real good. And then so the strap has all sorts of cool things too. I don't know if you uh, looked at all the strap stuff. It's real good. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I um, mean, it's so it's got so it's got the cool like I think probably like how your backpack does it. The cool like adjusty of the oh, yeah. sizes, right? The neat um, custom like um, adjustable strap hardware stuff. Um, and then it's made out of this webbing that is specifically built to slide easily across your clothing so that like sliding your camera around out in front of you or letting it hang back like it's specifically meant not to catch but it has rubber bits on one side so when you want it to catch like if you're just slinging it over one shoulder really quickly instead of like cross body or something then you flip it to the grippy side so it's got the grippy side and the not grippy side (laughs) He's just smiling and nodding. Peak Designs (laughs) thinks of shit that, like, you would... It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this has been another episode of Panda's Talking Bags. That's a lot of bags. (laughs) That's a lot of bag stuff. Wait till next week when all of my stuff is actually here. Yeah, I, by the way, have two custom requests to pick out bags for people, so I'm actually working on a couple of um, (laughs) commissions. So... They're not commissions. really commissioned. They're not really commissions. Like, I don't get anything too bad for them. Peak Design or like Tom Bin or whoever doesn't actually pay you. Actually, for that. technically three because um, Tony also asked me what bag to get, and I just put him on the um, the Tom Bin Synapse Twenty Five backpack because he wants a, a high quality backpack that, in his words, uh, doesn't look like money, um, which is you know not my backpack, right? No, the- no, it's not. No, Peak Design doesn't. Peak Design. I mean, it's not ostentatious. No, but it looks like it's, it's money. So well put together, yeah. and everything, like the little custom hardwares and everything, are like so precise. Like you can tell. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so let's go show. jump into a show. <laughs> the show. The show. <laughs> wait, wait. Talking what? pandas what? talking bags is not our show. <laughs> I feel like we're getting to a point where it maybe should be, but I don't think either of us can spend enough money to be bag reviewers. No, but if we just did one or two of them, we could get people to then start sending us stuff. (laughs) We would start just getting them. If I could just get them to send me a Tom Bin Synapse 25 to just try out. Just to try and review. To review, because I will definitely talk about it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> That's like a goal of mine one day is to just go like move You're gonna into be a bag reviewer. I want to do it for like gaming purposes. Like I would love to do a video thing where, you know, Oh, that would be cool actually. Right. Like just make a couple loadouts. Like here's your five E stuff. Here's your, like, here's your five E equipment. Here's your game. You know, like your indie gamer thing, whatever. Let's see how these pack into these bags. Bloop. Okay. We should do show. <laughs> Woohoo. Show time. Meow. Meow. I don't know. I didn't have to write a new intro. I did. I lost track of my doodle doodle doodles. There we go. I got this ready. Uh-huh. Shoot. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. I can't quite. Okay. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got.